You're listening to Nest Talk, the best and most elite Baltimore Ravens podcast on the internet. Now, here's your host, Christopher Linfont. Ladies and gentlemen of Ravens Nation and NFL Nation alike, my name is Christopher Linfont bringing you another edition of the Nest Talk podcast, this time with a crossover from our Goal Line Stance podcast because we have Nick Sparber, our resident Giants fan, and Jameis Winston enthusiast on the line. Nick, how are you doing today? Doing all right. Doing all right. And we've also got friend of the show, Dominic, a.k.a. Ravens Anatomy, also on the line for this amazing pre-draft episode. Dominic, how are you doing today? Great. How are you guys doing? All doing well, as well as we can be in this kind of insane time here. Yeah. So... Uh, my nest talkers here will know that we didn't do an episode this past Thursday because I wanted to actually just save it for this Tuesday. And what we're going to do for the draft is we're going to have this pre-draft episode. And then after each day of the draft, I'm going to give my uh, reactions to that. So stay tuned. And then, of course, we have the Ravens mock draft, which will be published as we do every year on BaltimoreFeather.com. That's tomorrow. But today we're going to do a full 32-team first-round mock draft. And each of us is going to pick for certain teams. So how this is going to work is first of all, we are going to um, split it up into four since there's 32 teams divisible by four, eight times. We'll do batches of four. So the first four picks, we'll talk about their team needs and then we'll go down the list. Nick will be the first one to pick followed by Dominic and then me. Um, And then after that, we'll review it and keep moving forward. Um, And then at the end, we'll just recap the mock, kind of give our thoughts on what's going to happen and uh, but it's going to be what do you guys think of this entire new draft situation though with Roger Goodell in his basement? How many teams are going to have technical problems? So that's the real question. Apparently, I saw a report that uh, they tried doing a mock draft already and there was already problems with it. And I don't know how it's really going to work. Yeah, yeah I saw one report. I saw one report that I don't remember what team it may have been like the Bengals or something where the coach's kids were on the Wi-Fi, like playing Fortnite or something, using up all the bandwidth, and he couldn't make the pick. So it's going to be a very interesting uh, draft. But I'm just I'm just annoyed that no one's going to be able to boo Roger Goodell, to be honest with you. That's yeah. my number one issue there. I saw an NFL network there said, tweet in all your boos for Roger Goodell when he goes in. <laughs> That's great. Um, but before we go forward, though, guys, we are partners with FOCO, um, one of the best – uh, NFL licensed merchandise companies and they have an epic new Lamar Jackson bobblehead I know you're all going to like so link in the description of the YouTube video or just go to the Twitter account at Be More Feather to find that uh, you guys want to plug your socials uh, Dominic? Uh, yeah so uh, at Ravens Anatomy on Twitter and um, uh, I have a YouTube video if you guys want to check it out it's all cool but if not um, yeah but it's uh, Ravens Anatomy as well there, uh, as well there too and uh, I mean, Nick, where can they find you? All right. That's right. Uh, okay, so we'll move on now um, to our first mock draft position or batch here. So up first are the Cincinnati Bengals, followed by the Washington Redskins, then the Detroit Lions and the New York Giants. I think we can all say um, that the Cincinnati Bengals are at least expected to pick quarterback. Do we all of us kind of agree on that at this point. Is it going to be Burrow or could it still be Chase Young for these Bengals? I think it's going to be Burrow. Yeah, for sure, Burrow. Yeah. Um, but as far as needs for the Bengals, so I think really across the board, 
I don't know what position they're strong at. Maybe running back with Joe Mixon, but other than that, I can't really name a really strong position. So basically, they just got to fill up their team as much as they can. There's not many good positions for a two and four team. What were they two and fourteen? Uh, two and fourteen, yeah. Yeah, not good. Uh, what do you guys think about Washington, though? Is there any position that Washington desperately needs in this draft? I know they're not not really strong in a whole lot of places, though. Um, I so, think they're in a position just player on the board. What's that, Nick? I think they should just pick the best player on the board. Which yeah, is... I agree. Yeah. Um, personally, I I think uh, they have a pretty decent wide receiver core after last year's draft. They got um, Harmon, and then they got Terry McLaurin. So uh, those were pretty two studs, um, as long as they can come to their own. And then um, the running back with guys, like their, their offense is pretty st- uh, starstruck. But um, I think on defense, um, they just lost Josh Norman, even if he wasn't the biggest asset. And, you know, Michael, Mike Rivera is uh, a huge defensive uh, coach, even if he is a head coach. You know, he played on defense with the 85 Bears. So I think um, he's, he might attack that. So Chase Young, obviously, with the best player on the board, like Nick said. Yeah, I, I think that it's going to have to be best player on the board. I, I Even if, if, if the Cincinnati Bengals somehow went with uh, Chase Young, I they wouldn't even pick Burrow at that point. I think they still believe um in haskins even though i've heard some chatter that they would try to draft the quarterback this year to replace haskins like the 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 cardinals did last year i think that's a bunch of baloney though um i i I like your defensive point though dominic i think rivera is probably gonna look for some defense though detroit though um honestly i think they could go for some defense here what about you nick i think that detroit trading away darius slay they're just they need to fill that corner position again and drafting Akuda is just a no-brainer unless they get an outstanding tr- trade value to trade out of that pick. Yeah, and especially with Patricia being that defensive mind there, I think you know he's going to look for somebody on defense, whether it's Akuda or it could be a defensive tackle. I've seen some people mocking uh, D-tackle some as well. Dominic, any thoughts on Detroit? Yeah, so as Nick said, you know, the corner position was slay out. And um, I think with uh, Matt Patricia's defensive mind as well, I think they're going to have to go defense, whether it's Isaiah Simmons, who's also one of the top uh, defensive players, and or Jeff Akuda. So it's either a no-brainer unless they trade out. Yeah. And then for the final team of this batch, before we do our mock picks here, Nick, this is your New York Giants team. We're going to let you start off with what their needs are here. We need a lot. Just simple as that. That's a bit of an understatement, yeah. Yeah. A lot of people are saying go offensive line, protect Saquon Barkley and and Daniel Jones. But I think we got to go on the defensive side of the ball because we're giving up 38 points a game. And we were the worst team, worst defense in the league by a long shot last year. We were just terrible. We are just giving up points to everybody. We gave up 35 points to the Cardinals, who weren't that great. And... We just need playmakers on defense. We need to get off after the quarterback. We had the least amount of sacks. We just need to disrupt the passer. You know, I think I think you have a good point there, especially, you know, with the the Giants typically are seen as like an offensive line needy team. It feels like every year. Uh, and, you know, it, it hasn't really worked out every time they try to address the offensive line. It's not really working out for them. So maybe addressing the defense this time, someone like Isaiah Simmons, maybe well, Jeff Okuda is still on the board. You know, bringing some sort of swagger to this defense. To be like, when we look back at when the Giants won their two Super Bowls in 07 and 11, what do you remember? You remember their defense being yeah. so out and getting after yeah. pass rusher with OCU Manure, Justin Tuck, and Michael Strahan. You need to try and revitalize that defensive front at least. Yeah. Dominic, you got any thoughts on the Giants before we go ahead and do our mock? 
I think I think Nick took it away, so I'm gonna just give it to him. Yeah. All right. So Nick, you have the first pick here with Cincinnati. Are you going Joe Burrow like we think you are? Yeah, Joe Burrow. From all right. He's out. Of, he's from Cincinnati. I think it's just perfect fit. I think it's a good fit. I you know, in all honesty, if I was the the Bengals coach, I mean not coach GM, I'd probably pick Chase Young. I still have some belief in Andy Dalton, but Joe Burrow being such a big talent, I think you know he kind of steals the show there. All right, Dominic. What about Washington? So, um, if if the Washington doesn't trade out, they just have to go with Chase Young. He's the best player on the board. Yeah. Um, although they do have quite a bit of a pass rush uh, with Ryan Kerrigan and um, uh, Josh Jared Allen, I think, and uh, Ryan Anderson. Like they have they have quite a bit of um, talent there. So I think uh, just getting Chase Young and maybe even trading uh, away one of those young or uh, different pass rushers later on in the draft, um, wherever it may be. Um, I, I think it's just the best best uh, pick would be a Chase Young. Yeah, I think Chase Young, honestly, is probably the best player in this draft, just pure, um, you know, talent-wise. For Detroit, I like the suggestion of Okuda, so I'm going to go Okuda there, again, with Slay out. Uh, you know, it just seems like a no-brainer, Patricia addressing that defense, which is his bread and butter. And then, Nick, you've got the final pick of this batch here with the New York Giants. Yeah, Who are I'm you looking go at? Simmons, Isaiah he's Simmons. He could play safety. He, you saw him in the national championship game, how disruptive he was coming down yeah. into the box and just disrupting everything that Joe Burrow was doing. Even though he was throwing for seven touchdowns, he was the most, he was the star on that defense by a long shot for Clemson. Yeah, I remember during that game, you were texting me how much you like Simmons and you wanted to be a giant at that point. So I think it's a great fit, you know, bringing that defensive swagger. Obviously, has a lot of experience at Clemson, too. Uh, on very good teams. Okay, moving on to the next batch, we have Miami, Los Angeles Chargers, Carolina, and Arizona. What are you guys' thoughts on the Miami Dolphins? They have the most picks in this draft. I mean, they need everything. Do you think this could be a quarterback here? Um, yeah, yeah, most definitely a quarterback. Um, I, actually, um, to be quite honest, I, I think they can get someone else Um later on in the draft, whether it be Jordan Love or Justin Herbert, um, because it seems like he might fall, and um, as well as uh, uh, Oklahoma, Jalen Hurts. Uh, so, yeah, you know, like I, I think they can they can hold off, but if they want to, uh, I, I don't know if he could pass the Chargers if he comes into the own, even if he could, even if he has to sit behind um, Tyrod Taylor for a year, or if he might pass the Raiders if Tua, you know, gets down to John Gruden. Or if he gets over to Jacksonville, like it seems like they're, uh, it seems like um, Jacksonville is uh, sticking with Minshew, but you never know. Like it's it, Minshew didn't have the best year, but he was, you know, coming coming into his own last year. So um, I think Miami, like it, it's one, it's one of those picks. Like it's like that Tua was a first round pick at one point. Like if he would have entered last year, if he could have, he would have probably could have possibly Number been the one, first round yeah. pick. Exactly. So. It's it, it's just um I guess it's just preference and where Miami has Tua um along with the injuries too because a lot of people um they don't account for the the injuries and Tua ha- has quite a lot like the ankle and the um the wrist and then this most recent like hip um injury so yeah, I, I guess it's just up to Miami. Yeah, when we talk about Tua, I mean he is the most accurate college quarterback of all time, but again those injuries that you bring up and you know. When he got re-injured this year, a lot of people thought that he'd slip to the end of the first round and maybe even be picked up by the Patriots. 
So um, I think it really depends on what Miami wants to do here. They have three picks in the first round. If they're not in love with Tua, if they don't think they can use him right away, they might hold off. They might pick maybe Jordan Love or Justin Herbert later in the draft. Nick, do you have any specific thoughts for Miami need-wise? I think Miami's going to go with a quarterback, either to okay. or Justin Herbert. I think they're just going to lock up that position. Okay. Um, Chargers, another team that might be in position for a quarterback, uh, but might not at the same time. They've got Tyrod Taylor, who's a proven veteran. Um, you know, I think they could do a lot of different things in this draft. Obviously, defense, you know, uh, Lynn being a, a defensive-minded coach over there. Um, maybe cornerback, maybe defensive tackle, maybe linebacker. I'm not really sure. But, of course, quarterback, also a possibility there. Any any thoughts on the Chargers? Yeah, think- so... Yeah, you, you go, go ahead. Go, Nick. Yeah, you're good. Go ahead, Don. All right. So, um, I would say, um, the uh, the tackle position is one that um, I think they could sure up right now because they have capital to move back into the second round, um, later on possibly uh, to get that fifth fifth year option on a quarterback if Jalen Love falls or if they love Justin uh, Jalen Hurts that much. Uh, I think they can trade back in, and I think tackle would be the the ideal position because it looks like from how we are like uh, kind of idol or looking at this um draft board, it looks like that uh, the Chargers are gonna have like the first pick at tackle. So um, you know, like I think quarterback or I think a tackle would be like the ideal, like whether it be a Werfs or um. Uh, Jedrick Wills or Mikai Becton, even the six seven freak. You know, I think that yeah. uh, it could be any one of those, and they have their their first pick at it. So I think I think tackles the the spot here. Nick, you had some thoughts on the Chargers. No, I I think with uh, Philip Rivers leaving and everything, I think they're t- finally trying to turn the page. I think they're, if they're not going to trade up to get Tua or Justin Herbert, I think they're going to take the best quarterback there too. Please going to go back to back quarterback. You know, I think that's definitely a possibility, but I like Dom's point about Jalen Hurts. I mean, he, he'll yeah. be there in the second round. There's no question. And with, you know, Tyra Taylor already being there, you can kind of get like some mobility. Um, I think Dominic, we had a podcast a few months back or so. You made a comment about the Chargers maybe trying to become the Ravens of the West with that yeah, offense. And if yeah. they went for Jalen Hurts, I think it could happen. But again, you know, it's not guaranteed. And if you want, if you're not looking for that, maybe it's Justin Herbert or if to it, uh, Tua is available here, then it's you got to take Tua, I think. So it all depends on what Miami does, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, so do I. Okay, so then we have the Carolina Panthers, who are already locked down a quarterback with Teddy Bridgewater on a pretty big contract. Um, honestly, I could see them picking a wide receiver early here, maybe somebody like Henry Ruggs, uh, to give Bridgewater some new weapons in Carolina. Um, they just re-signed Christian McCaffrey too, so they don't need a running back, and he also checks out as a receiving option too. Uh, any thoughts on the Carolina Panthers? Um, I think the Panthers might go go with the ta- one of these tackles, protect, uh, keep Bridgewater upright. Definitely see it. Yeah, it's smart. Um, I think uh, I think it could it could go defense. Um, although uh, you know. Um, the new head coach stepping in and um and Joe Brady on offensive coordinator I, although i think he's he's already have has like a plan where uh, DJ Moore and the other i forget his uh, Curtis Samuel 
Curtis Samuel. Um, I think those two receivers are, are pretty stout, although they it's a very deep receiver class, so I could see them taking another, yeah. another speed guy or maybe even a taller like a T. Higgins in, in the second round if he's available because they do have a high up pick in the second round. Um, so if they could get like a T. Higgins and they can almost like – in a way, repl- replicate that offense um, from the LSU. And uh, even if Joe Brady wants to do something different with Matt Temple, that's his name, uh, I believe. Uh, from uh, Matt Rule. He coached Matt Rule. Temple. Yeah, from Temple. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Anyways, but uh, so yeah, even if um, if uh, they want to sort of kind of replicate it, they, I think they have the, the ability to, um, even with like a later round receiver. But uh, I'm, I think they go defense, maybe like a Derek Brown. A lot of people have been talking about him, and he's that. he's He's one of like the top rushers right behind Chase Young, so I think that uh, Derek Brown would be a good good uh, option there. You know, I I like Derek Brown there too, and there's I like the point about Matt Rule too. Um, when he coached at Temple, he had a few players there. P.J. Walker, one of them, signed him, and then they signed somebody else from who he coached at Temple recently. So he likes these guys he's already coached before. There's a receiver in this draft class he coached at Baylor, Denzel Mims, the speed guy. You know, would kind of match that offense a little bit, but he'd be maybe a lower first round pick, maybe a second round pick at that point. Um, so if they want to hold off on getting a receiver, they could possibly do that with Mims. Uh, Arizona Cardinals. Um, Nick, any thoughts on Arizona to start? Arizona's got to find a way to keep Kyle Murray standing up. It's, he was getting hammered all last year. Yeah. Even the Giants got to him once or twice. I was surprised. <laughs> they They were atrocious on the offensive line. They, uh, they're going to pick one of the tackles, no doubt about it. Yeah, I think when you got your new franchise quarterback there who had, in all honesty, a, a pretty good season. I mean, not amazing, but a pretty good season for, for a uh, rookie quarterback. A lot of promise. You're going to need to protect him early. You don't want to have him banged up really early in his career. So I could definitely see offensive tackle, offensive guard, um, probably offensive tackle since there's really no guards that high in this draft class. Um, Dominic, any different thoughts on Arizona? Um, Arizona. So a lot of people are saying that CD lamb could go, especially when they didn't hand, have Hopkins. And then I saw like rumor or possible rumors about, uh, you know, Christian Kirk leaving or getting traded. And in my eyes, I didn't really see it like as a fit. Like I think lamb and, uh, Hopkins have a really like a similar size frame and catch radius. So I think, I think they're going to pass on the receiver. Um, trait and what Nick said, you know, like the tackles, uh, was a really good um, a point. But again, the defense, uh, defense won championships, and they've been building a stout defense over there in Arizona. Um, with uh, the or you know, they drafted a few safeties last year. They had Byron Murphy, I think his name was the corner, uh, opposite of Pat uh, Pat Pete last year as well. So, and then they brought in um, one really big name that I I wanted the Ravens to get was Devon Devin Kennard, um, on the outside. And I think they filled the uh, uh, the D tackle position as well. So it looks like they're like getting a lot of defensive pieces. Um, maybe you know that's to prepare for the offensive uh, offensive line they're going to draft here at the eighth pick. But um, I think they could go someone like a, um, a linebacker or um, a, a safety, maybe a, a Xavier McKinney or a um, Grant Delpit there. Um, but I think I think Nick had a really good point about the tackle. Yeah, I, I mean, if it's not going to be a tackle, I think it's got to be something in the secondary. Uh, Pat Pete getting older, but, you know, he's still very good. Combine him with somebody, kind of keep him uh, as healthy as they can. 
So I think that could somebody like Delpit would definitely make sense in the safety position. I also saw, I think it was the NFL um, live mock draft or whatever on NFL Network. They had Okuda going here, but of course if Detroit takes Okuda in our mock draft, that won't be possible. Okay, so Dominic, you're going to start off for this batch picking Miami. Who do you got? Um, I'm going to bring uh, bring Tua here to Miami. Uh, it's not okay. too far from home. Um, the home as in, uh, you know, Alabama. So uh, I, I think uh, right here is going to be a Tua pick. Um, although he did have a bit of injury issues, uh, I think they, they can surpass it. And their doctors are probably pretty on it about him, um, especially bringing him probably constantly uh, over this offseason. So I think I think uh, Tua is going to be the pick here. I think it's an excellent pick. I think, you know, the Dolphins were tanking for Tua, supposedly, uh, entering the season, and they get their man if this is the case here. Uh, for the Chargers, you know, they're not getting Tua. Now, I think if they're going to go quarterback, they'd probably want either Jordan Love or Jalen, um, not Jalen Ramsey, Jalen Hurts yeah. later in the draft. So looking at the draft board, though, I mean, what we've got here are some defensive tackles and offensive tackles being the best players available. You know, Derek Brown is a guy that some people thought would crack the top three. He didn't in this mock draft, so I think the Chargers are just going to take the best player available and go with Derek Brown, the defensive tackle. All right, Nick, you're up for Carolina. I think now that you've taken the best defensive tackle, I think um, the Panthers are going to go with the second best defensive tackle, make kind of a little bit of a... Splash, but go with Kinlaw out of South Carolina. Ooh, Everyone's been talking about him. I like that pick a lot. I really I, do. I think the speed and how aggressive he is, and I think not being too far from where he went to school, he'll be just slide right in perfectly in Carolina. Yeah, it's a classic like stay home kind of pick there, uh, and he's a very intriguing prospect. So now we've got a little bit of a run on defensive tackles. Dominic, you've got the last pick of this batch here with Arizona. Who do you think they're going for? So I like uh, I like how Nick picked um, you know Kinlaw right there, but I'm gonna go with uh, Mikai Becton. You know, from one Cardinal to the other uh, other team, um, I think it's just a great fit. Although he had a little bit of a hiccup with um, everybody trying to bring up like previous like drug tests and stuff. I, I don't know. I, I that that's one thing I think is just like trying to overlook his um his potential, and uh, I think Mikai Becton right here is is just a great pick for the uh, the Cardinals. I can't agree more. Bringing in um yeah Cardinal the Cardinal there, but bringing in a a offensive tackle and he's a stud, um will definitely help Kyler Murray moving forward. Okay, so moving on to the next batch, we have Jacksonville, Cleveland, the New York Jets, and the Las Vegas, because they're Las Vegas now, Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, yeah. Um, so Jacksonville is an interesting team. On paper, they could go for a quarterback, but honestly, I think they believe in Gardner Minshew and at least want to give him another season you know, as the full starter here. Um, and they've gotten rid of basically the entire squad that got them to the AFC Championship in 2017. So they have a bunch of needs. I think they're going to probably move defensively, though. Uh, but if they did pick offense, I think they probably want to get a weapon for Minshew to really test him out and see. So I think it could go either way, uh, either wide receiver or basically anything on defense at this point. Yeah, I agree with you. Because I feel like if if uh, Jackson wants to trade up, I think they have the wep- they'll, they'll be able to do it because I think they'll be, they'll be trading what, Unique and Gakwe for it and that pick. I kind of what I want to happen right now is for them to trade with the Giants, trade them Unique and Gakwe and and their ninth pick. But I'm not Dave Gettleman. 
But if they stay there, I think I I don't know if they truly believe in Gardner Minshew, but I also but he played well enough that I think they're going to give him another year. So I think they're going to try and make him a and give him as much weapons as possible and probably start their run on receivers. Yeah, this definitely could be the space the run on receivers happens. Uh, I don't think Cleveland would want some receivers, but the Jets, Vegas, uh, both teams that would probably be in, in position to take one if they wanted. Dominic, what are your thoughts about Jacksonville here? So Jacksonville, I, I think you got, you got a, a really good point with them, um, especially with them re- just recently today or yesterday, I believe Marquise Lee was uh, cut by them. Yeah. So it looks like, you know, DJ Chark is like the best option they have. Um, unless I'm missing someone, but it looks like DJ Chark is like one of the tops. So if maybe the the Jaguars uh, make a splash in the um, in the draft and pick up CD Lamb here, uh, you know the receiver from Oklahoma, one of the top two guys uh, in the league, I think um, I think that would be pretty interesting, something to watch out. But uh, if not, like maybe a safe pick uh, could be Jedrick Wells, the tackle, or um, on defense maybe a Patrick Queen. Or, uh, you know, Xavier McKinney as well, or Grant Telpit as well. So I think one of those, you know, uh, range of guys could be in the uh, ballpark of the um, of the Jaguars. Yeah. Okay. Then we have the Cleveland Browns coming in at mm. pick number 10. I honestly don't think they'd go receiver here just because they already have OBJ. They've got Jarvis Landry. Yeah. Uh, even a tight end, they're kind of loaded there, too. Really depends. I think their offense is set so long as Baker Mayfield performs better this year. So I think they're going to address defense. I could see them going inside linebacker here. I don't think their inside linebacker core is very good. Uh, just got rid of Christian Kirksey this past year. Any other thoughts on the Cleveland Browns? I got to say, yeah, yeah, say um, that the uh, the Browns, um, I would say, I like the, the inside linebacker. Um, you know, uh, comment, but I did see they picked up Mac Wilson and they were really big on him from Alabama last year, you know, fifth round. I wanted him on the Ravens really bad because that would have addressed our issue for sure. But, I love um, Mac Wilson, man. That was that should have been a pick for us. Yeah, I know. But um, um, but uh, something uh, that was uh, brought up was that they could possibly trade with the Redskins for uh, Trent Williams and um you know get get that tackle that they need so that could be something to look out for but um if they're not going tackle then um i, I would say maybe uh maybe someone on that defensive line as well because uh, if you remember a few years back they had uh, the very stout uh, nose tackle that went to pay the patriots his mind is losing me right now but um they could pick someone like um uh, like a ross blaylock um from tcu to fill that to fill that um that hole that they that they could be missing you know so uh i think that tackle or inside linebacker or even the tackle would be uh something to look out for uh on the uh on the brown radar yeah and, and not to really interrupt this uh the synergy we have here but i feel like we should interject this 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 podcast won't be out to tomorrow but as we're recording this i just got a notification from espn the patriots are trading Rob Gronkowski Whoa. to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for a fourth rounder and seventh rounder. There were mumblings he wanted to come play for Tom Brady. And actually, a parody account was the uh, the first one to kind of make the suggestion. But apparently, Gronk liked the idea. Now he is out of New England, going to play with Tom Brady with the Buccaneers. And we're actually going to talk about the Buccaneers in a few minutes here, but I thought I'd just interject that right there. Wow, I didn't even have my phone on me. I didn't even know. I That's saw crazy. that. I didn't believe it was true, to be honest. I didn't want to say it. Yeah, it, it kind of makes uh, 
everything a little bit more interesting, especially, you know, as we're like, what, two days from the draft now? So yeah. things are getting kind of crazy. Uh, Nick, do you have any thoughts on the Cleveland Browns? I think the Browns are going to have to figure a way to protect uh, Baker. So I think they're going to go yeah. tackle. Yeah, if they're going anything on offense, it's got to be tackle for, for sure. Um, then we have the New York Jets here, a team that has quite a few needs. Um, they spent a lot of money in last last season's, um, what was it, free agency. It did not turn out too well for them. Le'Veon Bill uh, was not the best investment, and, and C.J. Mosley stolen away from our Ravens. What, what was the injury, Dominic? Do you remember? I think it had something to do with his leg or knee. Uh, yeah, I um, believe it was on the injury. Yeah, but he was out for almost the entire year. Just not a great look for New York. They got to get younger. Um, I could see them looking for another running back this draft, but there's no way they take it this high. I think that this could be part of the receiver, uh, initial receiver run, though. I think that maybe getting Sam Darnold the target might be the best thing they can do at this point. Yeah, I like that. Um, I think, you know, we have, you know, Lamb going, or I personally um, think that Lamb could possibly go to the Jaguars, but if it, if the Jaguars pass and they, you know, choosing a different receiver or a different um, player in the draft, then I think Lamb would be a great fit here, um, you know, uh, with the absence of Roddy, uh, Rodney Anderson and, and then, um, you know, Sam Crowder on the opposite side. I think that Lamb could fit right in. And then, um, you know, they have young Chris Herndon and um, I've, I forget the other tight end's name, but you know I think they have a, a they could have something uh, brewing there in uh, in New York finally. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, Nick, any thoughts on the Jets? Um, I think they're gonna need they're losing Robbie Anderson too. They're gonna have to put some weapons on the outside of Donald. I think they're gonna draft a receiver. Yep, makes a lot of sense. I mean, I forgot Robbie Anderson even left. Um, where did he sign? Do you remember? The Panthers. Panthers. Okay, that makes sense. That's right, because he was the other Temple player that signed with the Panthers. Yeah, That's yeah. right. All right, and then we have the new Las Vegas Raiders, and the draft was supposed to be in Vegas, but thank you mm, to bummer. COVID-19, it, it didn't happen. Um, I could honestly see John Gruden and, and Mike Mayock like doing anything, because Mayock did a really interesting pick last year. I don't remember who it was, but it was like way out of everybody's oh, I know who it was. Radar. It was from Clemson. Yeah, I remember he was from Clemson. Four. It was uh, at, Clellan uh, Farrell. Farrell. Yeah, Clellan you're right. Farrell, yeah. It was a big, like, random pick. People thought he would go, like, mid to late round, and boom, like, fourth pick overall. Um, but, you know, what? they'd have improved as a team. I don't think there's any question. Um, but I think this is a pivotal year for Derek Carr. I think that maybe getting him a new weapon might help. But at the same time, you know, that offense is kind of stagnant. Except for Josh Jacobs, I like him a lot. Um, and don't sleep on Mariota. The, I have a hunch that Mariota might actually see some playing time this year. But I could oh, yeah, definitely see this being wide receiver. Not a quarterback, though. I don't think they're ready to move on right now, though. Um, Dominic, any thoughts on the Las Vegas Raiders? Um, yeah, so um, the the quarterback uh, uh, thing is is really something to look at because, uh, you know, how the Jacksonville uh, has Minshew, but there's no guarantee they're going to stick with Minshew, you know what I'm saying? So, um, and even Nick Foles, like when they drafted Minshew, I doubt they they thought Minshew was going to get any playing time because, you know, Nick Foles is a Super Bowl champion. So um, I think even with Derek Carr having his struggles and even bringing Mariota in, I, I don't know if like it's completely rolled off, probably in the first round for sure. But um, but like maybe in the later rounds, maybe look for the uh, Raiders to draft 
someone like a Jalen Hurts even or a Jordan Love uh, just to compete with the uh, the Chiefs in the division. <clears throat> but um, I, I would say receiver, probably Henry Ruggs or um, Justin Jefferson even could be uh, a good spot here. You know, I, I love the Henry Ruggs idea, especially since the Raiders used to be so like huge on speed. Just adding that next dimension there would be amazing. Uh, Nick, any thoughts on Las Vegas? Not real. I just think they they just got to add weapons, and I think they might go defense too. To be honest, their defense was kind of kind of lackluster last year. Yeah, I know John Gruden would definitely want to beef up the defense. It's not really his specialty, but you know, having a big defense, he knows wins championships. So that would be something to look on to. Okay, so that wraps up this batch. Uh, it looks like I have the first pick with Jacksonville. And I think they're going to go wide receiver here um, to kind of give some weapons out to Gardner Minshew. And I'm going to pick Jerry Judy. I think he's the best receiver on this board. Um, overall, I think it'd be a safe pick. I, I just I don't think this pick would miss at all. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. All right. Now we have the Cleveland Browns. Nick, who do you think Cleveland is going to pick here? I think Cleveland's going to go Andrew Thomas from Georgia to tackle. Ooh, that's an interesting one. He's a little bit farther down on the list here. And For those at home, we're using Daniel Jeremiah's uh, uh, top 50 as a reference here. He's a little bit down on the list, but, you know, being that SEC product, I think, you know, he definitely has a lot of strength to him. And, you know, the other Thomas, they lost, right, recently to yeah. retirement at offensive yeah. tackle. So replacing a Thomas with a Thomas, not the worst idea in the world for Cleveland. Okay, Just... Dominic, you have the Jets. All right, for the Jets, I think I'm going to go with C.D. Lamb. Um just a, mm-hmm. a great prospect at wide receiver and one of the top two guys, and he's still there. So it's, it's a no-brainer. If you can't trade out of that spot, then you, you got to go with uh, C.D. Lamb. Yeah, 100%. I think C.D. Lamb's one of the best receivers in this class. I, I have him right under Judy. Um, yeah, I, I know there's a lot of Ravens fans that want C.D. Lamb, but I've been telling them there's no way he even makes it to 15. So uh, I, I, it's not going to happen. And then we've got Las Vegas for the final pick of this batch. I'm going to go with Henry Ruggs. I think adding that speed to this offense, it's it's just going to be explosive. At least that's what the Ra- Raiders want, explosiveness for Derek Carr. And even if it doesn't pan out with Derek Carr in the future, Mariota could definitely use Henry Ruggs. Yeah, I like that pick. Okay, so then we have the next batch from 13 to 16. We have San Francisco, Tampa Bay, Denver, and Atlanta. Um, Nick, I'll let you start off with San Francisco. We, we saw them in the Super Bowl, so they don't have a whole lot of needs here. They got this pick in a trade. I think it was with Indianapolis. What yeah. are you thinking they need? Buckner, right? What's that? They traded the Forrest Buckner, right? Yes, that's how they got this pick. So I think we saw in the Super Bowl, they their defense was pretty good. But I think since Richard Sherman is pretty getting kind of old, I think they're going to have to go defensive back, to be honest with you. Sherman and then they need to pair him with somebody. Either a yeah, I, big safety or another corner. I definitely like that idea because, you know, Sherman's still a good player, but he is getting up there. Uh, I could see this being somebody like C.J. Henderson here. Um, if Okuda fell this far, I think it'd be a no-brainer pick, though. But in this mock draft, he goes number three, so that's not happening. Dominic, any thoughts on San Fran? Uh, yeah, so I agree with Nick. Um, C.J. Henderson and Christian Fulton, I think, is one of the 
the two guys like that are uh, the top of the excuse me um cornerback class. So I think um I think you know how uh, Nick said C.J. Henderson is probably like one of the best guys, especially to pair with Sherman. Just if they do get back to the uh, the Super Bowl caliber um, team they were. Yeah, I I could definitely see them picking. Uh, defensive back and then making another run of the Super Bowl. I think they're all they're not their offense. Their entire uh, team is still very good. Tampa Bay, the subject to that trade we just talked about a couple of minutes ago. So they're definitely not going tight end. And we know that now. Um, they're a team I think that need, has more needs on defense at this point than offense with Tom Brady there. Um, you know they got their quarterback. They've got their weapons and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, who I really liked coming out of the draft a few years ago. Now Gronkowski. Um, Running back that they could go for, but I don't think this high at, in the draft at 14 would make any sense. So I think it's going to be somewhere on the defense, maybe defensive line, um, since they lost Gerald McCoy a couple seasons ago, maybe inside linebacker somewhere in that vicinity. Right, uh, yeah. Nick, any thought? Oh, Dominic, go ahead. Yeah, no. Um, I think uh, think right here is where we're going to see our our like our safety taken, and whether it's Delpit or McKinney. I think it's one of those two guys because the if if you look at just past five years of the the Buccaneers defensive backs, it has not been the same at all. Like once they lost Major Wright and um, I forgot who the other like um, kind of like stud uh, corner was, I believe um, was was there. Like even Vernon Hargraves didn't turn out to be like the best corner. So um, for them, for the Buccaneers specifically, but um, I think defensive back like. McKinney or Delpit just to lead that like the core like they I think they picked up a guy named Jamal Dean last year or Charles Dean I forget his name but um I think <coughs> he did a really good job uh stepping in and um you know helping that defense like uh develop that that defensive um the defensive backs and I think that uh you know uh, safety is just a pick here yeah, yeah Nick any thoughts on Tampa Bay here I feel like Tampa Bay is definitely going defense, either defensive back or they might even start by going with a linebacker because their linebacker group hasn't been too strong. So I'm going to go on the out- opposite side of uh, Shaq Barrett, maybe mm. not give, not mm, get away from the double team as much. So maybe somebody like AJ Epinesa a little bit. Maybe. Mm. Yeah. Or like a uh, a chase on from LSU. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. Um, just a quick side note. Does anybody think here that that Jameis Winston will actually be signed by the end of uh, the offseason by uh, somebody? I don't know. I, I think I think he's in the same boat as Cam Newton. I'm not saying calendar yeah. wise, but I'm saying as in like once a once a quarterback goes down, I think he can step in that role and um, and give a team like all he's got and uh, kind of on a one year prove it deal uh, after being cut by the Bucks. And then if he can develop or if he sh- if he shows signs, I guess maybe if he sends his tape. Uh, to a team and like they need a backup or something like uh, I don't know he's he's in one of those same boats as Cam Newton because everybody's looking at the draft right now so uh, if a team doesn't doesn't solidify that that quarterback position in the draft then they could look to um, you know Cam or uh, or Jameis Winston yeah he might try to be looking for uh, one of those like Pittsburgh situations that happened last year where within like two weeks the starter goes down, bringing somebody in, uh, you know, like Winston or Cam Newton actually might make sense for those kind of teams. All right, Denver, Nick, I'll let you start off. They got Drew Locke. They got their quarterback. Their offense actually looks pretty decent. 
I have heard talk about receiver for Denver, though. Do you think that's something that they do here? I think they should, I think they should either go receiver or another offensive lineman to keep Drew Locke up. But, yeah, definitely receiver with how deep this class is. They're going to go with yeah. guys. At some point, I think Denver will add a receiver, whether it's in the first round or not. Uh, I like offensive line for them, too. You know, Drew Locke definitely needs some protection. Uh, and the, the past couple offensive linemen like Bowles have not really worked out that well for Denver. So I could see them trying to move on at that point. Dominic, any any thoughts? Yeah, so um, I, I like Drew Locke as a quarterback. Um, there's like the infamous clip of him rapping along to a song. So I think yeah. he's he's like a, a very uh, team-friendly guy. Like whenever he's talking to his teammates, you know, getting getting the plays, whatever, like kind of like a, a like a mold to the team. So I think um, I think he's one of like the the set in stone uh, quarterbacks from last year. Who's gonna Who's gonna win some games this year, especially with uh, Melvin Gordon and uh, Phil, Philip Lindsay uh, in the backfield now? So I think that receiver would would solidify um, their that core of like the wide receiver, um, running back, quarterback type of a uh, type of person. Maybe like again like a um, uh, a Jerry Judy or even a Justin Jefferson opposite of Cortland Sutton because I think Cortland Sutton is gonna have a great year. Um, he had a really good le- year last year, even with switching quarterbacks from Joe Flacco and Drew Locke. I think two of like not the most similar um, uh, quarterback builds, but you know, two different quarterbacks. It's it's kind of tough, you know, as a receiver catching balls from two different guys when you're trying to win games. So uh, I think um, I think a receiver would be would be a good spot here. Yeah, definitely. I think it's got to be receiver. It's got to be offensive line somewhere between those two positions. And then we've got the Atlanta Falcons, who are coming off a very disappointing year. Um, their offense looks really good on paper, but didn't score enough points. Um, I don't think they're bringing Devonta Freeman back. I think he left, if I remember correctly. He did, yeah. Um, so running back could be it, but I, I don't think anybody's really picking running back early in the first round or even the mid-first round. They got Todd Gurley now, though. That's right. They did get Todd Gurley. I forgot about that. So definitely not running back now, um, although he is very injury-prone. Todd and Gurley. I'm not really sure what Atlanta is going to do. I know Tom Dimitrov being a, a Belichick disciple is not really going to let anybody know what's going on until they actually make the pick. Um, Nick, do you have any thoughts on Atlanta? Um, I feel like Atlanta's pretty good on the offensive side of the ball. I think they're going to go defense since they added, uh, what's his name, Gurley, and they always have decent receivers. I think they'll go yeah. defense. Yeah, they've got Calvin Ridley there. They've got Julio Jones. They don't really need a receiver right now, so that wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, Dominic, any specific things for Atlanta here? I would say Atlanta needs a cornerback um, with the the departure of um, Desmond Trufant. Trufant, um, yeah. They they need to fill in that hole. So maybe like you know again like Chris Christian Fulton or yeah, Jalen Johnson from Utah or AJ Terrell from Clemson um, against CJ Henderson if he's still there. Uh, someone along the line did that, but um, uh, I'm not sure if they run a four-three or a three-four. But if they run two linebackers, then someone else with uh, with um, Deion Jones over there, um, I, I guess it's just you know it's it's hard to tell with the, the Falcons. They don't really let people uh, in. Yeah, uh, definitely. You know, Belichick-esque down there, trying to mold to that Patriots kind of feel. All right, so that's it for the batch here. Nick, you're going to start us off with the San Francisco pick. Who do you think? they're going to take we were just talking about it. i think they're going to try and make another run at the super bowl and i think they're going to draft henderson from florida the corner gotcha okay yeah i like that pick i think it definitely helps out with richard sermon um 
Let me see if I can get him here. Yep, C.J. Henderson from Florida. Overall, I, I love the I love the idea of a cornerback. I think you know all these cornerbacks are pretty good though, so it really wouldn't matter who. Although I think Henderson probably is the best on the board at this point. Um, Dominic, you have Tampa. They just traded for Gronkowski. So what are they else are they going to add this Thursday? So uh, I think I think Tampa's going to make um, more more of a safe pick here. You know they got Tom Brady. They have uh, Ronald Jones in the backfield, even though they're probably going to make a, a run at a running back later on. Maybe a Zach Moss. That that could be a, a name to look for. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they have great receivers. But they want to protect Tom. So I think they're going to go with Jedrick Wills out of Alabama here, the uh, offensive tackle. Yeah, taking an Alabama offensive lineman, there's never a problem with that. Um, so definitely helping Tom Brady out a lot there. For Denver, I think... You know, it, it's going to be a wide receiver, I think, at this point. Um, the best on the board wide receiver, in my opinion, is going to be Justin Jefferson out of LSU. I think he fits that mold over there. Will work well with Corton Sutland, and they still have Noah Fan as a receiving target. Uh, they just brought in Melvin Gordon, too, so they're stacking up this offense to help out Drew Locke. And then, Nick, the final pick of the batch for Atlanta, who do you have them taking? They go defense, and I think they're going to go inside linebacker with Patrick Queen. Ooh. They just need to. Just build up that defense again. Just get after the quarterback and stop the run, hopefully. Patrick Queen definitely has a huge upside to him. I know a lot of Ravens fans are looking to see Patrick Queen in the purple and black, but instead, Nick thinks he's going to the red and black. Okay. Um, So moving on now, we have our next batch here. Dallas, Miami, Las Vegas again, and Jacksonville again. Actually, three of these teams in this batch have already made a pick. Dallas, the only one that has not made a pick at this point. Um, I feel like Jerry Jones could do anything in his drafts. If you remember a few years ago, he almost picked Johnny Menzel when he had Tony Romo. So, I mean, who knows like what Jerry Jones is going to do. It's hard to, to think, but um, I don't think they'll take a quarterback. I don't think they'll do anything crazy like that. I could definitely see it being offensive line, kind of, you know, just moving more pieces in there or something with, like a, with Travis Frederick um, re- retiring um, just not too yeah. long ago. Uh, they, they might have to fill that spot. Yeah. I mean, Cesar Ruiz still on the board. He could definitely fill in the center position there. Um, you know, we still have Tristan Wirfs, right? Still on the board too at oh, offensive yeah. tackle. So I could definitely see, I mean, they've always made their team based on that offensive line. It's always been build the offensive line first and then everything else. Second, um, so if they even have a need, you know, with Travis Frederick, the center retiring, I could definitely see him picking up Ruiz. Although this might be a little high for Ruiz, though. What do you guys think? Is this would that be kind of a reach? Um, I think I it's would... more like it'll be team bait, like team need. But to be yeah. honest, I think Dallas will probably just take the best player on the board at this point. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with Nick. But um, you know, it's sometimes people look for you know if. If I can't trade out of the 17th pick, like maybe down, or if if someone is not really interested, then um, I got to take who I want and who I think won't be there when I pick next. So if Cesar Ruiz is the top center or top player on my board, then, you know, I got to take it. So especially with the the departure of um, uh, uh, Travis Frederick, kind of in the same boat as the Ravens, how the Ravens. Uh, just lost the um, Marshall yeah. Donda. So, uh, so if if he's if he's there, then I got to take him, especially if I won't be able to take someone of his caliber later on. Yeah. Um, defensively, though, I could definitely see them going maybe inside linebacker. Um, 
I could I mean they have a lot of needs on defense. They could really fill anything there. Uh defensive tackle especially too. Robert Quinn uh, left and um Byron Jones as well. So Yeah. So they have a lot of different issues to address on that defensive side too. Uh and then we have the Miami Dolphins with their second pick in this draft, second of three. We already have them addressing quarterback here. So now they're kind of just padding up the rest of their roster. They've got needs everywhere. So um, we've already talked about their needs in depth. But what do you think they do, uh, Nick, with the 18th pick? Anything specific? In our mock draft, if this were to pan out, I think Tristan Wurz just fell into their lap. And that's oh, a yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, I have to agree. I mean, you get to it and then you get his protection right there. I mean, it, it's a win-win automatically. Uh, Dominic, anything else, or do you agree that it has to be uh, Worfs if he's right there for him? Yeah, Nick, Nick stole the words I was going to say. Tristan Worfs, just a perfect pick right there. Uh, so Miami's doing good uh, so far in the draft. Yeah, then we have Vegas again. And in this mock draft, I picked Henry Ruggs for them. So they're not going to address receiver again. Uh, they've are, they're bas- I pretty much think they're done with offense in the first round, at least at this point. So I'd imagine they go somewhere on defense. I could see it being T-tackle. Uh, any other thoughts for Vegas here? I agree with you. I think they're going to go defense. They have to. Yeah, yeah, defensive tackle. Um, maybe corners. You know, they only have Connolly. Uh, maybe McKinney, Delpit as well here. Yeah. Um, someone just uh, on the defense. Um, and uh, I don't really see other any like super super uh, needs that the that Vegas has. All right, and then we've got Jacksonville with their second pick in this mock draft. I gave them Jerry Judy my top receiver. So, um, you know, they're not going to address another receiver here. I could see it being offensive line if they want, but I could also see it another defensive. Like this whole four right here, I could see having like two offense and then two defense, like just like that, two offensive line, two defensive line. Um, So, I I mean, there's a lot of good defensive linemen in this draft though. So I don't know exactly what Jacksonville would do here. Uh, Nick, any thoughts on Jacksonville? Jacksonville, you gave him the receiver, but if one of these, Justin Herbert's still on the board, so they might think That's of true. taking him right here at 20. They might call it, this might be good value pick for him if he drops all the way there. They might put a little fire on the garden of Minshew, make sure he's doing well, or they just go right to Herbert. They definitely would spark a quarterback competition. You know, I actually forgot he was not even on this board at this point. Um, but the more he falls, the more some team is going to have to pick him eventually. Right. Like someone is just going to say this value is just too good. I can't pass him up. Even if they have a quarterback they believe in for now, if they're on the edge, I mean, even Vegas could be the team that does it. If they're on the edge a little bit with their current quarterback, Herbert would make a lot of sense. Uh, Dominic, any specific things for Jacksonville here? So Jacksonville is in the market to move Yannick Ngakwe, and it looks like he's not going back to the team. So, uh, you know, some of the top people are AJ Epinesa, who kind of looks like uh, um, Ngakwe and each your gross mottos who has like a, a difficult name to pronounce just like in Rockway. <laughs> so uh, I think, I think one of those two guys would be in the market, but also they were apparently shopping Leonard Fournette. So if a Jonathan Taylor is there and he's the number one running back on their board, or even a Deandre Swift, he's more of a nimble kind of guy. But if Jonathan Taylor, the leading rusher in the NCAA, then it's, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's a really difficult pick and, it's uh, I guess they're lucky to have two two picks. You know they have a lot of uh, range um, for a lot of play uh, uh, positions they need to fill this draft. I like your your point about running back here. I did also hear that they were shopping around Fournette. 
I've heard, I think it was Ian Rappaport on NFL Network was talking about what could possibly happen with some of these running backs. And he said a name he's been hearing actually creeping into the first round is J.K. Dobbins. Mm, so I could yes. definitely see Jacksonville going for J.K. Dobbins, a very good running back from Ohio State. He had more yards than Ezekiel Elliott did um, in these past couple seasons, you know, versus his seasons playing there. Same thing with like Eddie George and some other of these amazing Ohio State running backs. So I, I would watch out for Dobbins here, too, if if they do actually move on from Leonard Fournette. Okay, so that clears this batch. Dominic, you have the Dallas pick. Who are you going with? All right, so... um uh, with, with the the top people we got, um, we got you know Kenneth Murray, Ross Blaylock, DeAndre Swift, Tristan Wirfs on the board. Um, unfortunately, I gotta have to spoil it and uh, gonna have to grab Tristan Wirfs. Maybe kick him wow. in the guard. Maybe even kick him into the center spot. Um, I think he's just a very versatile uh, uh, offensive lineman that can play anywhere. So I gotta go Tristan Wirfs here for the Cowboys. So it definitely does spoil it for Miami because we were talking about this is like the optimal pick for them. Yeah. Um, if this happens to Miami, I think their their first inclination would be trade down, kind of get away from this position. Um, but in this scenario, we're not trading at all. Uh, I The best player on the board, at least according um, to Daniel Jeremiah, would be DeAndre Swift. But I just can't see them pulling the trigger on Swift this early. Uh, I don't think they're going to go for Kenneth Murray either. I'm going to have them go for Ross Blacklock at this point. Otherwise, I, I, I mean, they'd have to trade down unless they really liked um, somebody else here. But it makes sense, I think, adding a, a defensive tackle at this position. You're addressing offense with Tua, and now you're addressing defense, hopefully with a stud there that can sit down on that line for a couple of years. Definitely. Uh, Nick, you have Vegas here. What do you think John Gruden and Mike Mayock are going to do? I think they're going to go defensive back, and I think they're going to take Xavier McKinney out of Alabama. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's a good pick. Um, I think he's the first safety off the board now in this he mock, is, yeah. right? So we've still got Grant Delpit available too. Um, but I mean, you look at all these Alabama um, secondary players coming out, and you know, I can't name five that have failed in the NFL, based, you know, uh, or have been bust or anything like that. I mean, most recently we've seen uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, who's doing wonders for the Steelers right now. We've Eddie seen Jackson. Uh, Eddie Jackson. We've seen know. our boy as a cornerback, Marlon Humphrey. Yeah. So, you know, there's nothing wrong. There's just never anything wrong with picking one of these Alabama defenders here. Okay. And then, Dominic, you have the Jacksonville pick. Okay, Who are so they Jacksonville. It's kind of the wild uh, card here. Yeah, it's a very, very, uh, like, uh, ranging um, pick. But uh, I think I'm going to go with uh, A.J. Epinesa. Um, I think they got to they gotta have to fill that Yannick role um, as soon as possible yeah. because it looks like he's just trying to get away from Jacksonville and will do anything to to spoil their dreams. So I think Jan, uh, AJ Epinesa out of Iowa, the edge, um, is going to be the pick here. Yeah, and he won't stop tweeting about it either. He wants out of Jacksonville, yeah. and we all know it at this point. Okay, so here's some more interesting picks here. These next four in this batch have not picked yet. We have Philadelphia. Minnesota, New England, and New Orleans. A lot of different things can happen here. I know New England might want a quarterback, but starting with Philadelphia, they're a team that's that's been to a Super Bowl recently. They won that Super Bowl. You know, they're kind of on the edge here, but they're they're declining a little bit. Every year it feels like they're just getting a little worse. Um, Dominic, any specific things you want to see Philadelphia do with this pick? I want them to grab a receiver. 
Uh, they've had plenty of issues with receiver in the past. I think just a receiver, especially like a guy like Denzel Mims, who can block, yeah. who has a great catch radius, and who's been with Matt Rule, uh, now a uh, NFL head coach, for his, almost, I think, almost his entire uh, collegiate career. So I think Denzel Mims is just like perfect for Philadelphia at this spot. That would replace the Aguilar position there, who's had a couple okay moments. I mean, he had one season that was really good, but he's dropped dropped everything ever since. So yeah. bringing in Mims to kind of be that speed guy and replace Aguilar would make a lot of sense. Another player, though, that, that could be it, Brandon Ayuk. I hope I'm pronouncing that name right, from yeah. ASU. And then T. Higgins, you can't underestimate his speed as well, but he's a little bit of a bigger guy. Um, Nick, do you think it's going to be wide receiver here too, or yeah, are you looking at something else? I okay. thought I thought it would have been the perfect pick, but I I uh, for Justin Jefferson, but he was stolen by I don't know who Denver. Yeah, but I Denver. feel like Philly might trade up. I've been hearing that a lot lately to get a CD Lamb or one of those Judies. I've heard that too. Yeah, I mean they definitely want a receiver. So if they trade up to get CD Lamb, I don't think it would be a a massive uh, failure at all. I think it'd be a massive win actually. So yeah. uh, as long as they don't overpay. Which happens a lot in, in these kind of scenarios, though. Um, moving on from Philadelphia, though, which we're all in consensus is probably going to be a wide receiver, is Minnesota, who, you know, they went to the playoffs. They beat uh, New Orleans, so they're they're well on their own there. I think their offense looks pretty good, although they did lo- lose Stefan Diggs, but they still have Adam Thielen there. Um, you know, they're kind of a team that can pad certain areas at this point. They don't have, to me at least, a super glaring need, unless you guys see one instead. Minnesota, I yeah. think they're gonna try and refill what Xavier, they lost with Xavier Rhodes. That's true. Mm. Did they trade him away? Did he leave in free agency? I don't I remember. Something he got cut and then went to the Colts, I believe. That's what it was. Okay, so yeah, they could definitely go with a corner here to replace Rhodes. Um, uh, Dominic, you think the same thing or? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I could I could see them taking like a, a Jeff Gladney. Uh, really physical, like man-on-man corner. Uh, Trayvon Diggs, more of a zone type of guy with the uh, Alabama scheme, and uh, Kristen Fulton is still on the board. He's one of the top, top uh, cornerbacks, I believe, still. Yeah. Uh, so here, so I think um, one of those guys for corner. But uh, again, they lost uh, Stephon Diggs, and all they have is Adam Thielen. I can't even think of another receiver other than Irv Smith or Kyle Rudolph, and those are both tight ends. So I, I think maybe like a, a gadget guy like Lavishka Chenault, um, who was early in the draft was praised because he was just such a bully. Um, and he, you know, I think he could be one of those guys that is downfield and is very rough, like trying to grab the catch the ball. So uh, I think I think LaVishka Chanel or Denzel Mims, if he's still there again, uh, Brandon, Ayuk, more of a downfield kind of guy. So I think one of those guys uh, would, would kind of mold in the Vikings offense. Yeah, 100%. I, I mean, I think it's it's probably either going to be wide receiver, now that we're talking about wide receiver or corner there for Minnesota. And they have another pick at 25. We'll get to them again. We're not done with them. Then we have New England. I mean, if Justin Herbert's still on the board, this might like be Bill Belichick's dream at this point. But then again, maybe he wants somebody else in this draft, or maybe he really likes the quarterback they have right now, Jarrett Stidham. Um, Dominic, you have any specific things that New England should look for here? Ooh, New England, they kind of, they kind of need a lot. Um, you know, with uh, they only have Nikhil Harry and um, Muhammad Sanu, and I don't remember if Malcolm Mitchell. I just he's one of the guys I I think he's still on the team. And I believe I Philip Dorsett I left. 
I think I believe for yes, it. Yes, Dorsett left. Dorsett. I know that. I don't yeah, know what happened so. to Malcolm Mitchell. He had a pretty good year. Like, yeah. what was it, 2016, 2017? They just, like, fell off the map. Yeah, so, so uh, I'm not sure maybe they could be in a uh, market for a receiver, but we still have Justin Herbert on the board. And I think that uh, that he could be a, a very viable option for New England here um, if they want to get that fifth-year option on a quarterback and they think Herbert's a guy. Nick, what do you think about New England? Uh, to be honest, I, don't, I never really gauge what New England's going to do. Nothing. He never Smart like, decision. <laughs> says anything about what he's going to do, so I really don't really know what New England's going to do. But if it's I were always completely out of the box, not to interrupt you, though, they're going to pick someone always. out. Of the box. He's going to turn into a Pro Bowler somehow, and that's yeah. going. Well, I mean, like New England will make like a pick that nobody has like ever even thought of, or they'll just trade out of the first round. And like I could honestly just see him like trading out of the first round entirely at this point. Shea Patterson first at twenty four over twenty three overall. Shea Patterson number ninety nine to screw Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a, that'd be very funny. Um, you know, but if, if in this scenario, since they're not going to trade out, um, you know, if Herbert's available, it makes sense, but it, you're right. Um, Dominic, a wide receiver could, could be a big need. I mean, they do have a lot of issues. You know, they did not look like the Patriots that we were used to seeing when they, you know, got dismantled by the Titans. So, uh, moving on to new Orleans though, that got not dismantled, but didn't fare too well against Minnesota in that playoff game. This has got to be Drew Brees' last year. Okay. But I have, a, I have a question to pose. If Herbert's on the board for New Orleans, do they take him just to be Drew Brees' successor? Mm. Um, I think I think Herbert showed a lot of potential, especially with being a Heisman like runner-up. Uh, I think last year, a year before that, uh, I don't remember exactly. But um, I think I think one thing that the Saints have always missed is is the the deep ball. Um, even with Drew Brees like kind of receding, I don't think he's always had the best deep uh, deep ball. I although he's a great quarterback, don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, like yeah. they were like great down the mid middle of the field or you know 10, 20, 30 yards down. But uh, if they can get like a Jordan Love in this in this spot, then I think that's great because Jordan Love is just kind of making crazy throws, uh, even with this like uh, limited competition over in uh, Utah State. I think he could still step in there and and learn a lot from Drew Brees, especially how Drew Brees is probably going to stay with the Saints even when he retires. He's still going to have a lot of inside information and give give some help to the the Saints. Um, yeah, and I think if they want Jordan Love, they could probably find him in the second round. Yeah, uh, Nick, do you have anything you want to say about the the Saints here? I feel like the Saints are gearing up. They're going to be like, okay, this is might be Drew's last year. We're going we're trying to get the Super Bowl, so they're going to try. I think they'll try and shore up the defense. And just make it as strong and powerful as it can, and try and make it to the Super Bowl one last time. I don't think they try and address the quarterback position. Yeah, and and what I I've heard is you know the Saints have a strong possibility of picking somebody like Mims here, kind of to allow Breeze to have that go-to weapon. I mean, he's already got a go-to weapon in Michael Thomas, but you can kind of spread the ball even more. What's that? Didn't they sign Emmanuel Sanders? They did sign Emmanuel Sanders too. And if you add Mims or somebody like that, I mean, you could really open this offense completely for Breeze uh, and, and really get into some shootouts here. Alvin Kamara? Yeah, with Alvin Kamara, too, in the backfield, it would be an insane offense. But I like your point about the defense there. Uh, you know, that's kind of been their issue the past few years, right, in these uh-huh. playoff games is that defense. And if they don't have somebody 
you know, who's going to make the big play at the last second, they're not getting anywhere. So that could be a huge issue for them too. They want to address. Okay. So that's the end of this batch for Philadelphia. I have the pick and I'm going to go, since we're all pretty much in agreement, it's going to be a wide receiver here. Uh, I'm going to say it's T Higgins. I think he's the best receiver on the board right now. Uh, he's big, he's strong. He has some speed to him. Uh, I think it's what Philadelphia wants. They'll definitely kind of phase out uh, Aguilar at this point and, and push T. Higgins to the forefront of this offense for Carson Wentz. I agree. Okay. Nick, you have the Minnesota pick. I think Minnesota, they're definitely going to either address the wide receiver or the cornerback position. I think they're going to go with the cornerback position here because Christian Fulton's still on the board. Yeah. Take and, and I think they'll address wide receiver at their number 25 slot. Yeah, and you know there's still some really good wide receivers on the board. It's a very big, uh, deep draft class for receivers. So getting Christian Fulton first for Minnesota would definitely make a lot of sense there. And then, Dominic, you have New England. You are playing Belichick here. What do you think he's going to do? All right, as Bill Belichick, I'm going to select a question mark because I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh, I'm going to grab Justin Herbert. Uh, I think, you okay. know, obviously, they got to have some sort of competition with Jared Stidham and you know show him that it's not... It's not games over in uh, New England, so I think uh, Justin Herbert's going to be the pick here. Well, we know New England is is no is not shy at all the quarterback controversies here. Um, you know, with Tom Brady and all taking over for um, who was a former quarterback before Brady? I, his name escapes me all of a sudden. Bledsoe, I believe. Bledsoe, yeah, Drew Bledsoe. Um, so that I could definitely see happening. And then I have the New Orleans pick here, and you know. As much as I want to say it's Mims or somebody, you know, Nick is right. It has to be defense, you know, kind of saving this this uh, this team here. And I'm going to, you know, go with a little bit of a wild card pick here. I'm going to go with Clavon Chase in the edge rusher out He's of nice. LSU. He's nice. Yeah. So, you know, kind of adding. I mean, I feel like they they already have um, good a good a decent enough um, a decent pass rush. Um, with, uh, what's that guy's name again? Cameron Jordan. Jordan. Yeah, they've got him, but you know, you want to give him some help chasing, you know, LSU staying in Louisiana. It makes a lot of sense there for new Orleans. He was all over the field on the national championship game. He was yeah, all, yeah, he was, he was so, good. Um, him and Marcus da- Davenport and I, they have a Sheldon or I forgot his uh, defensive tackle, but he was from uh, Louisville and they, they, all three were just pretty good. So I think shoring up with chase on, is just, it's just a good pick. Yeah, kind of the uh, best player available on their board probably at that point. All right, and things get interesting here for Dominic and I because in this batch we have Minnesota, Miami, Seattle, and then Baltimore. Mm -hmm. Um, Starting with Minnesota, Nick, you made the point that they'd probably go wide receiver here. I I would have to imagine they do. Definitely. They're definitely going to go wide receiver after taking the corner to fill Zay Rose's loss, so they're just going to try to fill what Stephon Diggs left which is going to be very difficult to do. I still can't believe they traded him. I, I, I can't believe that. They did get a hole. They got a bigger hole than uh, the Texans yep. got for DeAndre Hopkins, which is ridiculous was, if you think I about it. Get into that. Bill just... O'Brien, and now they don't even have a first pick. So it's like, you know, I, I, don't, I don't get that. Okay, but then we have Miami again, who just keeps showing up in this draft. They've got so many picks. I mean, at this point, they've already addressed... Um, both sides of the, the ball. So, I I mean, they have holes everywhere. So, it's probably just be best player available at this point. Dominic, do you have, like, any specific ideas for what Miami might want to do here? 
I think despite everybody saying all only all the running backs are gonna last to the second round, I think Miami has to go with the running back, and I think uh, DeAndre Swift is just gonna be the guy. He's an all around stud, and uh, with Kalen Balaj there, uh, he's more of like the uh, the the pounder, I guess, the downfield uh, running back. Um, so I think that Swift gives him an element to of the offense, especially with Werfs and um, and Tua there as well. I think it, this is just a a good. Uh, starting three or three three offensive picks to uh to to take so you would pick swift over jonathan taylor at this point or you think that that's what miami would do i think so i think so because it gives a more versatile uh because i think there's like aj Dillon is a good example that they can grab later on in the draft if we want to get the second running back but um i think their best option is just to have a uh, uh assortment of running backs doing different things so i think swift is going to be that all down kind of back if you like look at mccaffrey like how they have mccaffrey like doing kind of everything i think swift is yeah. is kind of be that that uh that weapon that um is just going to be like that all-time kind of guy then aj Dillon they bring in on those uh fourth and goal or whatever the case may be but just like a, a less 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 stud but a more just all-star what interested me i saw something yesterday or two days ago Jonathan Taylor versus DeAndre Swift. Jonathan Taylor got hit like a hundred and like a cup two hundred times more than DeAndre Swift. And knowing that, I feel like maybe DeAndre Swift has more uh, run on him. Yeah, I like that. I like that. And that's a very good point. Yeah, and uh, you know, and how Jonathan Taylor's is in that Wisconsin offense. He's he's had like so many runs, and you know, he's had so much yards put on him already. And, you know, if if I were getting a car or something, you know, I'd want something with less miles and, yeah. and more, like, engine to it than, you know, a Jonathan Taylor, which is you know, that classic, like, uh, that downhill running back. Exactly. Yeah. And I like the idea of a running back here because it gives Tua a little bit of, like, that kind of trio. I mean, it's not the, the trios of, like, the killer bees or anything, but he's got a new running back. He's got Devontae Parker out there as a wide receiver who had actually a pretty good year when everybody else on Miami sucked. Devontae Parker did pretty well. So now you're kind of building that offense around to a, you know, yeah. weapons so he can use them, not just bringing that line together. Cause you can have a great line and all, but if you don't have anybody to throw to, it's not going to do you any good. Exactly. It's like players to learn with, you know? So like yeah. Swift and, uh, and two are going to learn with each other and they're going to grow as a team, as a collective Kind of like that uh, Ray Rice-Joe Flacco combination, exactly. both being drafted one and two by the Ravens there, and for five years straight, did very well together. Okay, then we have Seattle, who I think is a little bit of a wild card pick here. They have, honestly, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL right now in Russell Wilson. Um, they've got, you know, just all around a good team. I think pass rush, though, might be something they're looking for. They've lo- they lost Jadavion Clowney, who has not signed with anybody yet. Um, but I could definitely see him going pass rush here. Uh, Nick, any specific things that Seattle should do? I agree with you. They should go pass rush. They lost. They traded Michael Bennett last year. They trade then what's his name? Clowney's gone now, and that that entire uh, what did they have? Legion of Boom is basically gone now. It yeah. evaporated. Yeah, I mean it's it's. I don't. Is there anybody left from the Legion of Boom at this point? Cam yeah, I, I don't believe Cam's so. Cam's gone. Bobby Wagner somewhere. Oh, yeah. Bobby Wagner, yeah. He's But he's it, though. I mean, they lost everybody else, and yeah. it was not a graceful exit for some of them. I know Earl Thomas really was not happy by the end of his stay. Uh, Dominic, anything for, for Seattle here you want? Seattle's always had 
issues with the offensive line. So if it was yeah. me picking 100% offensive line, just best one available, Josh Jones, uh, Austin Jackson, I believe his name is, or something like that. So uh, or a guard, uh, Cushenberry, Cesar Ruiz, uh, one of those guys just has to go to the uh, Seattle team here. Okay, so that's Seattle. And then here's the pick probably most of our listeners want to hear about. The Baltimore Ravens at number 28. So we've already got, I, 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 you know, a lot of people were saying, oh, you know, early on in this draft cycle, oh, it's going to be a receiver. But at this point, I don't see it, especially the way this mock draft has, has, you know, fallen out. You know, we still have Kenneth Murray on the board, who is somewhat surprising, though, because I thought that maybe he'd go a little earlier in this draft. But in this exercise, he's still on the board. If he's available here, I could definitely see Kenneth Murray going to the Ravens. Um, but if not, I mean, you have to go with an edge rusher at that point because that's going to be our se- second biggest need, right? What do you think, yeah. Dominic? Yeah, so um, I think with with how the Ravens like to play, they like to play with guys who can do it all. So like uh, a Grant Delpit who can come down into the box and play over top if he needs to. But, um, you know, not not disregarding Chuck Clark because he's a signal caller and he's going to stay the signal caller yeah. until uh, until further notice. But um, someone to kind of mismatch the size and with the safety room, because, uh, you know, uh, Earl Thomas is only like 5'10", I believe, or 5'11", and Chuck Clark is not too tall as well. So someone who's like a bigger guy, um, whether it be a linebacker or a safety, I think they have to go with uh, someone to lead that like that charge. Uh, because I don't think with the um, new addition of, uh, was it Ryan, uh, the linebacker from the oh, Jaguars? Geez. Yeah, uh, I uh, forget his name. But he was a former Packer. Yeah, yeah um, former Packer. Yeah. So. Um, so I, I don't think he's going to be like the starter there, but um, and I think one thing that that uh, people don't really talk about too much is is how much a, a zone defense that LJ Fort played in the uh, Ravens defense. Yeah. Um, so I think Kenneth Murray, even with the the not not so much experience in like coverage, I think he's going to be really good asset tackling and getting downfield and filling gaps um, opposite of uh, Queen. And, you know, Wink Martindale, if they pick Grant Delpit, will get so creative with him. I mean, we already know what Anthony Levine can do as a linebacker safety combo. He'd probably fill a role like that, you know, having three safeties. And, you know, adding a bigger safety might make a lot of sense, especially when you look back to that Tennessee Titans game and how Derrick Henry basically manhandled Earl Thomas. I mean, it, it wasn't so much Earl Thomas's fault. He just physically couldn't tackle the guy. So if, yeah. if you want to add a bigger guy, I mean, Delpit might be the answer there. Nick, as an outsider looking into the Ravens, do you have any idea what what Eric DaCosta might do here? No, no clue. But <laughs> I've, I've I've got a, a proposition for you. Okay. All right, let's hear it. With this pick, you draft Jalen Hurts, and you guys become an absolute juggernaut. <laughs> that would be an insane. I mean, if we drafted Jalen Hurts in the second round, and like used him almost like Taysom Hill. With the yeah. Saints, it would just get like really insane, and I don't think anybody would know how to actually defend this. You you line up the same pistol, put Jalen Hurts behind Lamar, and then put Mark Ingram to the left or something. Oh, yeah, be... I mean it. It would. I mean we've already seen some crazy Heisman plays this season. Uh, yeah. Dominic, you'll remember that. But I mean, looking at that though, correct me if I'm wrong, but the NFL recently changed the CBA so you could have. I think 57 active players for the game. Yeah. Something like that. They, they, added two. they added offensive linemen or something like that. I think okay. you have to have eight offensive linemen or something, something like that. Yeah. So you can have an offensive lineman and like another extra player. So yeah. if the Ravens wanted to do something like that, they definitely, I mean, as, as a, uh, you know, as a reserve quarterback playing that third role, I mean, that's what we thought 
um, the Penn State quarterback whose name all of a sudden escapes me. Trace McSorley. Trace McSorley, thank you, was going to do. But, you know, he only got one carry this entire year in the last game of the season, which was meaningless anyway. So we're kind of still up in the air about him. I would not be opposed to taking uh, Jalen Hurts. I just don't like it at this pick. Yeah. Okay, so that concludes the needs for them. It looks like, Nick, you have the pick for Minnesota here. I'm going to take, uh, what's his name, the kid, the wide receiver, Brandon Ayuk from Ooh. ASU. Mm. Yeah, he's a, he's a very interesting player. I think he's a little bit more speedy than most. Um, and, you know, kind of trying to fill that, that Stefan Diggs role. I mean, it's going to be very difficult to fill his shoes, exactly. but at least you're going to add something there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dominic, you have Miami. All right. Um, I think I'm going to go DeAndre Swift here. Uh, just a pretty yeah. safe pick. Uh, top, top running back in most people's boards, and uh, does does quite a bit um for for his team. So I think he'll uh he'll slide right in, learn with Tua, learn with Worfs um on that left side. Uh, so yeah, I think I think he'll be a good uh, addition to the Miami team. And when you look at where he's ranked on some of these draft boards, and again, we're using uh, Dan Jeremiah as a reference, he's number 16. This is pick, what, 26? So that would be a a major steal for Miami, just draft value-wise to get him right there. Definitely. Then we have Seattle. I mean, it's got to be between offensive linemen and edge rusher here. But, you know, I'm going to go with a little bit of a wild card here. I think Yeter Gross Matos here um, to replace Jadavion Clowney would be a very interesting move. So I'll pick them. Okay, the, the, I like that. Um, it gives them, you know, uh, a bit of versatility on the line. Um, on the outside, uh, if they do bring back Clowney, then there's two uh, power punch, you know, players on the outside. I mean, that's still in the cards, though, because he hasn't signed anywhere yet, which is actually exactly. very surprising. A lot of people thought he'd be on, like, a big deal somewhere. But, you know, I was I was saying, you know, he not so much production this year. He's not going to get a huge deal. He hasn't yet. But not out of the cards for Seattle to do that. And then, Nick, our fate is in your hands with Baltimore well, here. What you guys pick for? All right. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, give it to Dominic here. Dominic, who do you want? All right. So um, we've been talking a lot about, uh, about O-line and, and Ed Rusher, but someone who said he wants to be a Raven was Denzel Mims, and he's still on the board. So i got to go with Denzel yeah. Mims here. Uh, wow. even, though it's a deep, even though it's a deep uh, class, I think that Mims wants to be a receiver, uh, Raven. Uh, he he's shown signs a great blocker. We need that, um, and I think he he kind of fits the mold with Miles Boykin learning on the left side, maybe uh, Marquise Brown on the uh, on the outside, and then uh, Mims can be a kind of a gadget receiver on playing outside or inside, um, just whatever he needs to do, and a good blocker as well. So I think I think uh, with shoring that up, I think he he could do some things here in Baltimore. That's an interesting pick. I know a lot of people would be happy about that because I know there's a lot of Ravens fans that really want Mims. Um, but the interesting thing about this pick you make, Dominic, is we still have uh, the inside linebacker from Oklahoma, Kenneth Murray, on the board. But, Definitely. you know, he, Eric DaCosta, you know, who knows what he's going to do? I mean, last year was kind of surprising. He took Hollywood where he did. So it, it should be a very interesting draft. It's only a second one, so we'll have yeah. to see what happens. But I, I definitely could see Mims he, right here. It'd be a really big move to kind of up this deep, this offense for Lamar and just give him some crazy weapons at that point. I think with the linebacker situation that you that you brought up, I think <clears throat> there's still that Malik Harrison that's kind of like, yeah, <clears throat> in the board of uh, of where Kenneth Murray is. Like physically, 
I think he can be he's like that second second linebacker right behind Murray physically like uh as a phys- physical uh, run stopper or uh, yeah. even a Logan Wilson right behind uh Patrick Queen in like the uh, the coverage kind of mold so I think there's more more um um options later on in the second round most definitely. Okay, so this is the final batch here. We have the the championship game players and, of course, the two Super Bowl players. Starting off with Tennessee, honestly, not a whole lot of needs. The, the resurgence of Ryan Tannehill's career was amazing last year. Hopefully he can continue to do that. Definitely don't need a running back. They just signed what was it was a huge deal, if I remember correctly, uh, Derrick Henry to a mega deal, right? Uh, Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, so no, no, no. Some... Derrick Henry was tagged and then Tannehill tagged, was tagged. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Insane, but know. it's still insane to to tag a running back for that kind of price. You know, yeah. just the the numbers he's going to get. Um, you know, they've got AJ Brown, so they've got their receiver. Their team, just not a whole lot of needs here, but they're going to get the pad somewhere there. Uh, Nick, any thoughts on Tennessee? I think they're going to go either offensive line or defense. Okay. Yeah, I could definitely see them adding some O line to kind of boost that uh, Derrick Henry rush attack, and of course keep Tannehill uh, upright. Dominic, any thoughts? So I like the offensive line pick, but um, there still is the uh, the corner. He's out there. I forget his name, but uh, he played for Logan the Patriots. Logan Ryan? Uh, yeah, Logan Ryan. He's yeah. still a free agent. So um, if they want to move on from him or even bring him back later on after the draft when he has less value, um, they could get someone like a uh, um, uh, the Utah cornerback or um, – <clears throat> and, yeah, so a cornerback over here in this in this spot right here. All right, and then we have the Green Bay Packers. Um, you know, I was thinking about this earlier, trying to figure out what they wanted, and I was like, maybe they'd go for someone like DeAndre Swift, but they've already got Aaron Jones. They've got receivers. Um, I could definitely see it. I could definitely see it be offensive line. That's always seems to be a need up there, trying to keep Rodgers upright, especially with the collarbone injuries recently. Um, and then basically, maybe a the linebacker. I mean. If Kenneth Murray's this far down on the board, I mean, one of these teams is going to have to pick him eventually, and Green Bay could be that spot for him. Definitely, um, I I I look at their their secondary, and I see a lot of like great corners. I see Josh Jackson, I believe his name is, and uh, and then uh, on the opposite side, uh, Lamar's old teammate who was actually in the news recently. Um, ah, I forgot his name, but uh, I Alexander, right? J. Yeah, Alexander. yeah, J. Alexander. Did Alexander. you see? Not to interrupt here, but did you see the Trump tweet about that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought it was hilarious. And uh, Lamar just just recently talked about it too on a, a yeah. uh, interview with the the Ravens like Twitter. Um, and uh, but I see Darnell Savage in the back, and I, I see a uh, empty spot because Demarius Randall was given was cut and was taken by the Raiders. So I look and I. I'm, I believe that Delpit's still on the board, and um, he could be someone like that. That you know, he had a great year. He was wearing number seven because that's what LSU does. A little tradition over there that um, whoever plays great the next year you to, to wear number seven. So um, he he could be like a, an interesting pick um, along with Patrick Patrick or uh, Kenneth Murray here. Um, I yeah. think you know he's one of those those guys that could uh, step in and, and make it to the first round. Nick, you got anything on uh, Green Bay here? Um, I don't. I I might throw in a little curveball here. They lost Jimmy Graham, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Wait, what yes, if they right? went with the, the guy from Notre Dame, Komet or whatever, to give to give uh, Aaron Rodgers okay. another weapon? Oh wow, that would definitely be um, 
That's a little a, bit of a, a thing, but I just checked by the way. Jimmy Graham went to the uh, ch- uh, Chicago Bears, Bears the yeah. rival. Um, yeah, I mean, it would be an interesting pick. I know a lot of people think he's a second rounder, but it, if you're Green Bay, you're like, well, yeah, you don't really round. care that much about value because you've already got a really good team. You're just trying to push it a little bit more. If that's the need you have and you want to guarantee you get him, doing it in the first round wouldn't be the worst idea. And I think it'd be a very kind of draft disrupting pick for the very end of the the tail end here so i i think it's a very interesting scenario you, you give uh and then we have san francisco the team that lost the super bowl i think this is their second pick right they had an earlier pick yeah yeah um and in that pick we have them taking cj henderson the cornerback so they've already addressed cornerback um with the second pick nick do you have any ideas what san francisco is going to want to do I don't know. They lost Emmanuel Sanders, so maybe they go with one of the final wide receivers that are on the board. Yeah. But I also think that they could go defensive lineman because they lost DeForest Buckner. Yeah, I mean, trading away DeForest Buckner. Um, Pretty, yeah, it, it's a significant move. And there are a lot of defensive linemen still on this board. Um, so I could definitely see that. It would make sense for both those positions there. You have Chenault still on the board at wide receiver. Um you know, you could even go running back if you want to. I know they already have uh, Coleman there, and I think somebody else too, but it wouldn't hurt to add a little bit of help there for them. Um, and also, what uh, offensive line, I think, could be a, a position they're looking for. Dominic, what do you think? Um, despite them being uh, in the Super Bowl, I think that they do have quite a bit of positions to fill because they, they, just, they cut a few, um, I believe it was a center and a guard, uh, a veteran uh, center and guard. Um, exactly just just recently and then they got d ford jacquisky tart and um another player on the and marquis goodwin on the trade block so i don't know what they're doing um to be honest with you but they got a a few positions that they could go for and um i think that uh someone someone like levish kishanot how you brought up and then um uh they got you know caesar ruiz still on the board lord lloyd cushionberry but then they uh if they're trying to get rid of tart they got safety that they need to address. So maybe like a grand Delpit. Um, I don't know. They, they got a lot, uh, and they went with cornerback. So maybe your uh, receiver or, uh, even a D tackle like, um, Matabuki from, um, uh, Oklahoma, I believe, or Texas A&M, one of the two schools, but, uh, they have a lot of positions that they could go for here. Yeah, definitely. And then we have the Super Bowl winners, the Kansas city chiefs. Um, you know, I honestly have no idea what the chiefs are going to want to do here. I have none whatsoever. Does anybody else have any ideas? <clears throat> um, they, they lose Kendall Fuller, right, to the Redskins? Uh, yeah, yeah, he did. Maybe like Jeff Gladney or something here would make yeah, sense. That would be great. That'd be a good pick. Um, but uh, personally, I think that uh, with Damian Williams, I think J.K. Dobbins would do a great job here. And um, I, if it was me making that pick, I would get J.K. Dobbins easy. But I did hear reports mm-hmm. that they were trying to move up in the draft for a certain player or a specific position. But, um, yeah, so I would say J.K. Dobbins is a good pick here. Yeah, I could see that too. Okay, so with the final block here, we have Dominic going first for Tennessee. Dominic, who are you going to pick? Okay, so for Tennessee, um, I'm kind of going to go on a, a – a different direction. I'm just going to give him um, Jalen Johnson, um, cornerback mm. here. Uh, I think with uh, Logan Ryan, 
I think that's the best p- uh, position available and the number one person that uh, they, they could go with here. So I'm going to give them a, a Jalen Johnson. Yeah, it'd be a very good move if they do intend to move on from Logan Ryan, who I think you're right, he is still on the market. So, um, you know, for number 30 here with um, with the Green Bay Packers, I think it's got to be Kenneth Murray. He's sliding this far down. He fits that system. Uh, and, you know, they don't really have a, a really big linebacker presence, not since Clay Matthews left. I know Clay Matthews was a pass rusher compared to an inside linebacker, but they kind of want someone big there to fill that role, I think it would be Kenneth Murray. I agree. Okay. Nick, you've got San Francisco. Who are I they going to go for? Francisco is going to try and protect Jimmy G a little bit more, and I'm going to take uh, the center out of Michigan, Cesar Ruiz. Cesar Ruiz, okay. Mm-hmm. Big boy. Yeah, he's a under-the-radar pick. Uh, some people think he'd go in the second round, but I, I like him a lot. I think he could be a late first-rounder, and it makes a lot of sense, especially, Dominic, you brought up the point that just cuts some in- interior offensive linemen, and I think you mentioned yeah. that a center, actually, so... Fits right in, plug and play right there for the San Francisco 49ers. And then Dominic, the final pick of the first round, we've got Kansas City. Who do you think that's going to be? Um, I think they're going to add some a uh, uh, bit more offensive weapons, and uh, you know I do Ooh. think that they have a bit of holes on the um, on the defense, but I think they can they can uh, sacrifice one pick, especially for J.K. Dobbins, uh, one of the better running backs in the class. And uh, I think he just he, him and um, Damian Williams is gonna do even more wonders um, with uh, Patrick Mahomes there leading the team. So J.K. Dobbins rounds out the first round. And just to review here, we have number one Cincinnati picking Joe Burrow, Washington with the next pick Chase Young, then Detroit with Jeff Okuda, Isaiah Simmons going to New York at four, Miami picking up Tua at five, Los Angeles Chargers getting Derek Brown at six, Carolina at seven with Kinlaw. Arizona getting Mikai Benton at 8, then Jerry Judy going to the Jacksonville Jaguars at 9, then at Cle- Cleveland with 10, they go with another Thomas at offensive tackle, this time it's Aaron- Andrew Thomas, then the New York Jets help out Sam Donald with CeeDee Lamb, the Las Vegas Raiders go for Henry Ruggs third, kind of channeling that speed they love, then you got CJ Henderson going to the San Francisco 49ers at 13, Tampa Bay picking up some uh, protection for Brady with Jedrick Willis, Justin Jefferson being picked up by the Denver Broncos at 15. Midway through the draft at 16, we have Atlanta picking up Patrick Queen. Then Dallas addressing offensive line again with Tristan Wirfs. Ross Blacklock, the defensive tackle, going to Miami at 18. Vegas back on the board with Xavier McKinney at 19. A.J. Epinesa, the pass rusher from Iowa, going to Jacksonville at 20. Then we have T. Higgins going to Philadelphia at 21. Christian Fulton at 22 to Minnesota. Justin Herbert being picked off the board by New England at 23. Then Clavon Chasson to the New Orleans Saints. Minnesota picking up Brandon Ayuk at 25. Then at 26, we have the first running back off the board, DeAndre Swift, to Miami. Then we have at Seattle at 27 with Yeter Grossmatos. Our Baltimore Ravens picking up Denzel Mims at 28. Jalen Johnson at 29 to replace um, Logan Ryan at Tennessee. Then we have Green Bay getting one of the best steals of the draft with Kenneth Murray at 30. Cesar Ruiz filling in that role um, at center at San Francisco at 31, and rounding it out is J.K. Dobbins. And now before we go, um, we have a few teams that didn't actually have a first-round pick. Does anybody want to comment on the Indianapolis Colts, Pittsburgh Steelers, Chicago Bears, Los Angeles Rams, Buffalo Bills, or Houston Texans? All right, I'll start it off with the Colts. Um, I think that the Colts could make a 
a case for a receiver here, um, especially with getting Phillip Rivers. Um, I think uh, with only T.Y. really, and um, uh, actually they got Paris Paris Hilton or Paris uh, something. I forgot. Paris Campbell. <laughs> Paris Campbell. Paris. Yeah. And, Close uh, enough. Yeah, and uh, I forget one more. Uh, he was a l- rookie. In 2018, I forget his name, but um, Fountain, Darius Fountain, I believe. Um, but I think I don't know if either have really, um, you know, stepped into their own and um, and took a step in the next direction. So I think a receiver here um, for the Colts. Uh, not sure who it may be, but um, yeah, yeah, I'll go for Pittsburgh. Like Big Ben's getting not getting much younger. Their defense is already top of the league. And uh, with Juju Smith-Schuster, and they have different type of different wide receivers, and they have uh, James Conner in the backfield. I think that Pittsburgh later on the draft could could address the quarterback position with maybe Jordan Love or one of the other ones that are still on the board. Trying the air up with Big Ben. I could definitely see that happening, uh, especially with Big Ben's recent history of injuries. I mean, it's just not been too great for him. Uh, Looking at Chicago here, you know. A lot of people are going to think they're going to try to find a replacement for Mitch Trubisky, but they just traded for Nick Foles, so I don't think it's going to happen this season. I think this is Mitch Trubisky's really last season before he gets cut, and they're going to try to load up on some weapons for him. So maybe in the second round they go for a receiver, or if they trade into the first round, maybe it's somebody like Mims late down there uh, that they can get. Definitely. And uh, with the Rams, um, they just got Todd Gurley. Um you know they cut him, had to cut him for the uh, the money reasons. Yeah. But um, so it looks like they're really you know we have to win, like we have to win because there's so much money invested in um, in uh, Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and Jared Goff. So um, and then Todd Gurley was that fourth guy that they just had too much money um, invested in. So um, it looks like they could possibly go more of a, a running back later on, like a quick like different kind of versatile running back uh, opposite Daryl Henderson. Uh, the receivers look pretty good. Maybe some offensive line help. Uh, it's always great to have off- offensive line help. Um, but uh, I think with uh, Dante Fowler uh, leaving and then them only getting uh, Floyd, Leonard Floyd, I think they might need to go with another edge guy. Um, who it may be, I couldn't really tell you. Maybe like a, a Weaver, Curtis Weaver out of Boise State. Or, um, oh, man, I forget his name, but... Uh, uh, yeah, so like a, a, an edge, I think, or Zach Bond, if he's available. Yeah, uh, I think that could be um, pretty good for the Rams. Um, for Buffalo, I feel like their defense is already ready to compete, and they really need to fix up some of that offense. They have Stephon Diggs, so they don't need a wide receiver. So I think they either go offensive line in the second round, or they go maybe running back Jonathan Taylor or some one of the other ones that will be available. Yeah, I could definitely see them either giving some protection to Josh Allen or giving him, you know, a ground game weapon like Jonathan Taylor would be a good fit. And then finally, we have Houston here, and I'm not going to pretend to know what the heck, uh, you know, it's going on down there with Bill O'Brien doing all these crazy things. But if he's going to take anything, it's probably going to be a wide receiver, especially how deep this draft class is a wide receiver. Uh, after treading away DeAndre Hopkins, you cannot just not address that. You have to address it this draft. Otherwise, I mean, your fans are going to run you out of town at that point. Okay, so that is our Nest Talk episode, our pre-draft Nest Talk episode. I want to thank both Nick and Dominic for joining me for this amazing mock draft. Uh, Now, before we go out, Dominic, you want to plug your social again? 
Yeah, so uh, it's going to be a Twitter at Ravens Anatomy or YouTube at Ravens Anatomy. And I uh, appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. It was fun. Yeah, and uh, thanks again for joining us. Now, we have um, some Baltimore Feather news. We have our Ravens mock draft coming out tomorrow, sometime tomorrow, and then we will do draft coverage. I plan to do it a little differently this year. Um, live tweets as usual, but I'll do a nightly podcast episode for each of the draft days, kind of going over what happened in the draft and especially with the Ravens there as well. Um, so thanks again for listening, everybody. We'll see you Thursday. Well, actually, probably released Friday morning by the time it's actually out. So Friday morning with the next episode of Nest Talk, the emergency episode, if you will, because of the draft. Um, so thanks for listening, and thanks again to our awesome guests for coming on. Definitely see you guys later. See you later.